This is the Ned and Josh podcast. Podcast. If you or someone in your family has been injured at work, visit mej.com.au. Hit 104.7. Lake Burley Griffin, the western side of the lake, is preparing with the jetty at the National Museum being used for the docking spot for seaplanes to be landing <laughs> from Sydney. Yeah. Apparently the crew uh, from Sydney who are doing the seaplanes are very keen to land on Lake Burley Griffin Great. as a daily service from Sydney to, I guess, Sydney Harbour. Like, you'd, you'd be dropped off right in the middle yeah, of the CBD yeah, yeah. type thing. So it's like CBD to CBD, yeah. Canberra to Sydney, seaplanes. I feel like every day we veer closer to essentially living in a Grand Theft Auto map. This it's going to yep. be beyond weird to see planes just landing on the lake I and c- have it not seem like an accident. Yep. Go like, ah, oh, that's normal. Yeah, yeah, no to worries. To not be panicking when you yeah. see that is going to take months. Months when I of getting used to I'm driving to. over the bridge and I just see a plane going towards the water. Such a good point. A mental hurdle to not go, oh my God, and go, that's fine. Well, do you fine. think it'll be fine because the, there'll be no wheels? There'll be the big, like, flipper things so. that the, it's got. Like, the little the big, skis. Yeah, the big skis. So you'll go, yeah. oh, okay, so that plane's meant to be doing yeah. what it's doing. Okay, very good. Feel bad for the fish, the enormous man-sized cod that are yeah, living the Murray in. Cod yeah, the Murray cod we put in there. Yeah. That are now going to be like, oh my God. Because, I mean, that's a pretty big quick like gear change from the go boats which are like me yeah and like the boats to, the, the, like the uh, robots yeah, to so, a plane literally taking off on the surface of the water oh and also i feel like the cod i mean i don't understand fish psychology whatsoever or if even really? fish psychology is a thing but that's what you did your doctorate in yeah no it was fish physiology actually <laughs> wow easy mistake a fish yeah, chiropractor yeah. exactly right i'm cracking fishes everywhere <laughs> i feel like they get a bit of a warning as well with yeah. the go boats it's like from a while away like you said it's like me and they're like ah yeah. oh, let's get away from here with yeah. the with the sky planes it's just all of a sudden it's gonna be the end of their world in that lake i just the thing i i think most about this because i'm pumped about it yeah but i i remember telling you a story about ironically about the go boats um about how like a guy in the yacht like a guy in a yacht from the yacht club remember i was telling you on friday he like steered his yacht at us to make i think it was like a bit of a joke him and his wife because they were laughing him and his wife on the yacht they were like they're just maniacal yeah yeah they were (laughs) laughing having a bit of a laugh and then swerved at the last minute. Yeah. They now have to dodge seaplanes as well. So there's going to be the boys yeah. and making sure you check where the boys are yeah. is going to become very important. It's going to become very important, but also those go-boats don't go that quick. So if you veer out out of the boys, you're not going to be able to make a speedy getaway. You'll just be I have to abandon ship and get out of the way. The biggest thing that I have a problem with, though, apart from um, hypothetical abandoning of ships, yeah. is <laughs> this is my actual problem with the seaplane service. I think landing on Lake Burley Griffin most days would be the best possible version of a seaplane landing. Oh, absolutely. Like, it's it's no usually waves, still. So still. The only thing I would worry about is that the seaplane would become like water skis <laughs> yeah. and you'd be able to do like a cool backflip or something like that. The thing I'm worried about <laughs> Yeah. Is Sydney Harbour. Yeah. Imagine going from that. Imagine if you took off, if you were a camera pilot. Like, oh, that oh, wasn't I, too bad. That was great. And, and you're like, landing oh in Sydney Harbour. <laughs> yeah, I think we tried. No, no. <laughs> Producer Michael's also in studio this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, howdy. Um, now, look, uh, there was a bit of a work lunch yesterday. Producer Michael's not feeling at that well, so you didn't come to the work lunch. Um, but the thing that happened at the work Time lunch was... Time looks at me like, day you're invited. Why are you giving me the side eye? He's getting very, very upset. Caught up with the crew from Demand. Main, uh, we love catching up with them. We sort of do it in the lead up to Christmas. It's very nice. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure the sales team catch up with them at other points throughout the year, I but we're so. only invited <laughs> yeah. before Christmas. It would be weird if we just came to all like, of them. Oh, let's lock in the year's 
advertising in one <laughs> yeah, go. That yeah. sounds good. So um, we don't need to check catch up until this time no, next year. Tammy, Great. Tammy works very hard. She but does. The, but the point here, Ned, is that I am always delighted to go to this lunch because at, at the end of the day, it's a free lunch. And, and yeah, mm-hmm. they usually take you somewhere pretty good because yep. they're trying to wine and dine the clients. Yep. Of like, hey, look, thank you so much. We Here's do some great food. Go to a great restaurant usually. And, and I'm not going to name the restaurant because it's not the restaurant's fault for what I'm about to discuss. No, it's but your it, fault. It was an absolutely fantastic uh, meal that was put on yesterday at, a, at one of Canberra's premier Italian restaurants. But the the entree that came out was just pizza. We got some pizzas for the table, some garlic pizzas, um, a couple of margarita pizzas. It was fantastic. I, I was very, very excited, um, but I was also starving. Um, yeah. So the thing that we have here that's a bit different about our job is we wake up super early. Yeah. Um, I struggle to eat breakfast in the morning. So by the time midday comes around, which is when this lunch was, I'm ready to eat the table in front hungry. of me. I'm that hungry, hungry. boy. So the second the entrees came out, I was faced with a horrible dilemma because their pizza at one of a Canberra's primo Italian restaurants. So this is going to be some of the nicest pizza I could possibly hope to have. But very, very much, I have to choose when I have pizza carefully because it does actually cause me some stomach strife usually, particularly if I can see oil on top of the pizza. If it's a very oily pizza... Yeah, I'm in a bit of trouble. I feel like a lot of Josh's problems are... Oil-related? Oil-related, yeah. yeah. Me and the planet, we have <laughs> well, it in common. <laughs> oil. I'm also hearing dairy yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah. He does live within the confines of his own world. I'm a little concerned. <laughs> yeah. And the reason I'm a little concerned is because I saw that this pizza had quite a healthy dashing of oil on top of it. And I went, oh, I'm hungry enough. I'm going to have some of that. Last night, I didn't didn't get a fully non-interrupted night of sleep. I had to get up to the, to the use the facilities four different times. And I was like, this is the pizza. Yeah. This is absolutely the pizza. I did this to myself. I can't be mad. It was delicious. Is the juice worth the squeeze on the other end of this? No. I'd you probably go so? with no. It was three slices of pizza. They were beautiful, but I don't. I'd rather be sleeping. Yeah. I'd rather like have a full night's sleep. Three slices of pizza did that to you. Three slices of pizza. Oh. I can't explain it. This is why I didn't name the restaurant. I can't explain to, to you how much oil was on top of this pizza. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was absurd. It was fine. I think Josh oh, just has okay. I think Josh has a problem. And then he went, also went on to have quite an oily parmigiana. Yeah. By the way, Michael. Oh, was, wait. Hold on. The parmigiana the is parmigiana what did it. The parmigiana wasn't what did this. The parmigiana wasn't there what was did oil this. On it. I will not have yeah. the parmigiana. Sorry, was no, 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 I know you won't blame. have it. No, yeah. You cannot blame. Nope. Sorry to derail nope, this, nope, but you cannot blame three slices of pizza when you piled that Who knows? Their, with the who knows their body? Me or you two? I don't think anyone knows your body. No, it sounds a lot like don't. the Bermuda Triangle. It's just don't. things go in and then stuff happens on the other 13, end. 1360 is the number to call. I would like to know, yeah. is there a food you know causes you to have trouble, but you still just can't seem to say no to just it? Just a delicacy in your Is there eyes. a food out there? My dad, it's party pies and sausage rolls. <laughs> he gets that's massive a, acid. That's a sad world to live in. Massive acid reflux if he yeah. has pastry, and he still does it all the time. I like, all it. the time. Yeah, I can see myself living that life. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. It's very... I think other people out there are doing this as well. 131060 is the number to call right now. Are you constantly... No... At least a couple of times a year, having a food you know is going to cause you to have a reaction, but you go... Maybe it's fixed. Screw it. Maybe Why not? It's, maybe it's, it's too fixed. good. Maybe this time is the time it doesn't happen. Yeah. Maybe maybe I fixed my body's fixed itself. I don't know. Mine was uh, dried banana chips. Yeah. Okay. 
And then I I ate them, and then I realized every time I was eating them, I was vomiting, and mm. I'm like, I, I need to stop this. And now I don't eat banana chips. But there was a good year where I was like, I know I'm going to probably vomit if I eat too many of these, but and maybe, I will. But maybe this time. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 131060, what's, pick your poison. What's your poison? Tell us next. Right now, 131060, after I had a particularly oily pizza at lunch yesterday, yep. um, what food causes you problems in your system, yeah. but you still keep going in for it exactly all the time. Right. That's what we want to know. Now, Michael, do you have one? I do. And look, I love the brand. Mm. Uh, I really do. But it is KFC. Yeah. Mm. I think we all can agree yeah. that it can cause trouble. Oh, occasionally. 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 I'm treading very carefully, yeah. but I just know, but also I know that my problem is I also then like, oh, what if I just add on a popcorn chicken? Yeah, oh, I'll be fine. You, 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 so you I actually do it to myself. Yeah, yeah. 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 Look, there's a bit of self-blame there, a bit of self-awareness. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, probably just leave it in the deep fryer for the amount of time it's supposed to be in there. Don't <laughs> don't just leave it in there for an extra 30 seconds. Well, is it too long or, or is it not long dr- enough? Maybe you're, the time you're supposed to drain it yeah. post-deep fryer, a bit longer, oil, yeah. bit longer yeah. with yeah. that. I reckon a bit longer with that. Chantel's on the line from Gunning. How are you, Chantel? You there? Are you there? Hello? Yeah. yeah Hello? Hello, Chantel. Um, Chantel, <laughs> do you have a food that you are just going in for still, even though you know the outcome's not going to be great for yourself? Yeah, it's actually pizza. Yeah, so you're the same as me. Is um, it every kind of yeah. pizza, Chantel? What are we talking about? Or is it just like you, it's certain flavours of pizza? So, no, it's mainly like pizzas and takeaways and restaurants and mm-hmm. all that. Like, they get really, I think it's because of the grease. Yeah, yeah. it's the grease. If I get it from, yeah. like, Domino's or Pizza Hut, no yep. problem. That's yeah, a real yeah, shame. There you go. Yeah, That's yeah, it. Because yeah. they, they, they have such a formulaic way of main, making it that there's no room for variation. Like, yeah. it's like, you know what you're getting. You know exactly what you're getting. But a restaurant, they'll be like, ah, oh, particularly, particularly uh, loose chef with the oil <laughs> thing they have. They're just like, yeah, whatever, a bit extra there. And you're like, I wasn't expecting all of this. <laughs> Chefs around the country can't be going in inside the restaurant, inside the kitchen going, hmm, I wonder if this person can't handle oil I, like the it, rest of it. I actually think chefs around the country aren't in a big hurry yeah. to do. Go, How can I make this more like mass-produced takeaway? <laughs> <laughs> Josh, there is a dog that's hit TikTok that is being called a super dog. That's how smart Leo the Cocker Spaniel is, all right? Yes, indeed. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Anyway, Leo the Cocker Spaniel uh, has taken six weeks to perfect this trick. People are saying it's incredible. I am seeing it and saying it's incredible. I can't believe it. But they've set the bar way too low as to how impressive it is. What he's done, he's been able to stack five cups on top of themselves. So, like, professional cup stackers that go like... Oh, yeah. Well, and there's a really. Cocker Spaniel that can this do this. There's a Cocker Spaniel. He's stacking them one on top of another. With and he's his got paws? Five. No, with his mouth. He's, oh, like, picking them mouth. up. Yeah. But he's, like... Honestly, I think that's actually kind of harder than when it, if it was with his paws because he can't see it. It's, he can't see down past his snout, so he's just kind of guessing and feeling... Can they not see down past their snout? Well, I can't imagine. It'd be like seeing something in your mouth. Yeah. And, but except you know, like, mouth pigeons like, can see all around their head? Yeah, but can that's dogs not Can dogs not do the same thing? How would they do that? Pigeons can see all around because their heads are huge... Their eyes are huge balls on top of their heads. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. <laughs> so I don't think they can see what's in their mouths Impressive the either way. This dog is literally doing a magic trick. It's kinda. incredible. And he's got like a trainer that's his owner. So I yep. feel like she's like, hey, let's learn a new trick or whatever. It took him six weeks. They're saying that this skill to stack five cups on top of each other is more impressive than what most toddlers can do. Mm. And I feel like that's such a low bar to set. Was it a full-grown Cocker Spaniel? Yes. He's he's three. So he's got a fully developed Cocker Spaniel brain. Correct. Toddlers are, like, they're toddlers. That's it. I don't think a a seven-week-old Cocker Spaniel could do this. 
Yeah, well, because they're also like, little, yeah, that's a bit of a little puppy. I, I think it's we're not it's not a one for one comparison. Well, I think also just saying toddlers can't do a lot of things. I mean, toddlers, toddlers can't do anything. Yeah, toddlers, <laughs> toddlers can't feed themselves. Yeah. Toddlers can barely walk most of the time. Yeah. Sometimes they can crawl. They, they vo- toddle. They they toddle. I don't know what that word means, yeah. but to me, it means I I'm a toddler. They vomit on themselves. Yeah. They can't get dressed. They can't do a lot of things. So I feel like mo- I feel like my dog's probably smarter than a, a toddler. I think so. And my dog's not that smart. My dog is like a teenage dog now. Like she's what like nearly a year. Oh no! So that makes her seven. I don't know, but she's carrying on. Yeah, she's. I would say she's smarter than a toddler. There you go. This is what I mean. Yeah. They do more. They get to the point quicker. Obviously, as dogs, they plateau a lot earlier, and yeah. they just kind of go like, "Well, I figured it out. I can sit and I can stay." Toddlers, don't get me wrong. Toddlers get a lot smarter. Toddlers <laughs> have have the last laugh in the fourteen times more life expectancy than exactly, a dog. But at yeah, the yeah. end of the day, and they get to it better. They yeah. get jobs like I don't know mechanics and oh, stuff. Things air that are very controller. Complete. I don't think a cocker spaniel could do that. But, <laughs> exactly. But a Toddler's but, also not going to be an air traffic controller. I'm just saying dogs get to it. It's like giraffes. It's like yeah. giraffes fall from a great height, hit the ground, and they have to immediately start walking. We don't expect that from people. No. We're like, let me put you in a little blanket and make you a little burrito for the first seven but months of your life. But I also don't expect a giraffe to be able to uh, do open heart surgery exactly at some point. Right. So, so, you know, it's just different strokes. Different <laughs> metrics. This isn't fair. <laughs> Technology makes me laugh, like, regularly, because okay. it's oh so smart, but then oh so not in other ways. It yeah. really is fallible. It's just like people. We program technology. can only do what we tell it to do. Yeah, there are very human errors in technology. I'm, um, I'm about to send an email to, like, quite a large email list. Yes. And Microsoft Outlook's gone, uh, attention, this email list contains about 67 recipients. Yep. That What's the right. about about? Yeah. Like, you're a computer. You yeah. can tell me how many people are in the list. Like, you don't yeah. have to guess. It's You know you have about. an exact number. You have you have the exact number. You're a computer. Yeah, maybe it's just to try and make us feel better about it. Because this is what I actually am worried, a little worried about, if I can put my tinfoil hat on for a second. Okay, please do. Is Strap it on. We make technology dumber to make us feel better about it, but it's like putting on a facade. It's like when you go to the zoo and then you're like, I don't know, you just see the monkeys there and then you're like... It's getting very Westworld. <laughs> yeah, right. And like Westworld, I'm about to cancel this conversation because I've got a very interesting thing that I'd like to talk about and that is a more technology. By more way. technology, Ned. <laughs> you get off. <laughs> Be Real is a brand new social network that's sort of really taken off in the last six months or so. And yes. it's um, basically very simply, you get a two-minute uh, window. Everybody yep. gets a prompt at the same time every day. You get a two-minute window to take a photo. Correct. Um, if you take the photo after the two minutes, it tells everyone. It's like this person posted four hours late. They weren't being as real as you. You get like two goes at taking the photo and you yeah. have to get it pretty right. It takes a photo of the front and back camera at the same time. Yep. So the idea is, it's really what you're doing. You can't curate a fake version of your life. I enjoy it. It's I great. really enjoy it. Because you can't doom scroll either. It's yep. not like Instagram where you can just scroll forever. You just see what your friends yep. are up to and then you're like, cool, done. Yeah, like, oh god, everyone's watching TV just like me. No yeah. one's out there doing this wild thing. Or makes like me this. feel better. It does. It makes you feel better, not worse. Mm. Except for the times on the weekends when you're not doing anything and everyone's out doing something. But then... That'll be me this weekend. Really, let's work out some more of your life. That's fine. (laughs) The point here is, Ned, that every social media network has essentially started trying to copy this. Instagram had a version of it that they just whacked up. Instagram are the kings of stealing other people's ideas and just running with it. But apparently now TikTok have got a version of Be Real as well, where they've just thrown that in there as part of it. I would say TikTok's had more than enough. I'd say you don't need to reinvent it. It's clearly working... 
too well. TikTok's TikTok's had their stuff stolen. Yeah, like, I know. Instagram stolen reels yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Like they, TikTok know how this feels. Yeah, exactly. So why are they doing it now to be real? Well, maybe that's it. Maybe they're just going, look, we do know how it feels. So we, of all people, should be allowed to steal something from someone oh, else. Yeah, but I'm saying you've got to rise above it, guys. An eye for an eye and the whole world goes blind. That's, exactly. That's the saying. But also social media networks, here's my saying, stop bullying each other. <laughs> just do your own thing and stick to it. <laughs> I quickly say to you right now yes. that teachers are apparently going to have more time up their sleeves very soon, which is great news because the, the nation's teachers are in a bit of a crunch at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a lot of... I, I mean, since I've been a part of um, my girlfriend's life, I've heard two boys, like they're both under 10. I've seen what their teachers deal with on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And the... It is mind blowing to me. Like literally, when I was a kid, uh, teachers would get two te- two times to interact with a parent a a, a year, basically yeah, yeah, parent teacher interviews. Yeah, I used to dread the, them. The other one would be a report card. Yep, and that would be very much a one way street. Exactly, they would so just they would just, just sign send it, it home. So you've, so you've read it, and then that's it. Carrie has access basically by this like online chat portal, like Microsoft Teams abomination yeah. style thing to her children's teachers. Any time. I would hate that. I don't know what the rules are about them reply. I don't think they have to reply at any time, but yeah, they, I think they have to check it like once a day. That's crazy. So you've got teachers and parents interacting. That's too much. That's too much for a teacher. That's, yeah. They shouldn't have to do that, I don't think. No, I don't think so either. That seems that's yeah, that seems like a way too much it's responsibility. Like, it's a lot. So I have all the respect in the world for teachers. Me too. But apparently, this new idea that I've seen here, not a fan of this, and it's not the teacher's fault, but apparently uh, robots could be helping with marking within like the next few years. It's actually not that. Basically, what they're saying is, long story short, it wouldn't be like robots. It would be mu- like, like worksheets would now have the little shade in bubbles where yeah, students okay. would like like a Naplan test, yeah. just shade in A, B, C, or D, yeah. and then a machine could just read them and help teachers mark exponentially quicker. I feel like this is a really good idea because I think marking homework is like teacher homework. Yeah. It's like you have to really do it for a while. Yeah. Like teachers, my friends who are teachers are like, oh, marking's Crack the worst. Crack a bottle of wine, i got some marking to do. You're like, oh, God. Well, some of them that are like, sounds that. awful. Yeah, the but, ones who are in primary school are like, eh, it's, it's not that hard. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's usually okay. like, I'm doing maths that I already know off the top of my head. I might get a paper cut from getting stickers off the yeah. sheet. <laughs> Peeling them off can be a bit treacherous not, sometimes. Yeah, let's not get into this. Hey, that's what you're we saying. You're saying the, it's so easy. We started easy. off on the right it's track so and I have infinite respect for I teachers. I have infinite respect for teachers. <laughs> you're also, saying they, they get paper cuts from peeling I'm gold saying stars. They're not like, God, it's going to be a whiskey night tonight. Yeah, yeah. They're more like, ah, oh, yeah, I know what seven plus I know two is. that there would be teachers listening to this right now that go, hell yeah, I'll crack a bottle of wine if I have to do some marking. Yeah, exactly. But I'm not saying that you have to probably stay up till midnight if you're marking grade two's assignments. The only thing that are, once again, geez, unnecessary slam. The one, <laughs> once again, the only thing I'm saying here is this robot stuff. Sounds like a great idea, but as a kid, the only thing I worked harder at, at than my schoolwork yeah. was working out how to not do my schoolwork. Yeah. So now if it's as simple as no longer tr- tricking a person, a yeah. human person, yeah. and tricking a machine... I feel pro- like that's a lot easier. I feel like it is a lot easier. Yeah. We want to say that we've got all this sophisticated technology and whatnot, but at the end of the day, you're tricking something that just follows a process. Yeah. If you can trick the process... Of course. If I've I've watched enough new movies to know you can always hack the mainframe. Yeah, and well, if I need if I if all it takes is for me to learn how to code and hack mainframes, so be it. I've lived in enough of this world over the last two months to know that everything can be hacked. Yeah. So I really, really think this is gonna bring out uh, maybe actually some computer geniuses. They're gonna work out how to get away with not marking anything. That's gonna be great. We are halfway through. <laughs> 
more kazoo. It is your chance to get along to the baseball as the Canberra Cavs are going to take on Auckland Saturday, November 19th at the MIT Narrabunda Ballpark. Uh, it's this weekend. The, the Cavs, it's a great time down at the ballpark. We've got free tickets to give away to it. Cannot wait for that right now. But the way this game works, Ned, you play a song on the kazoo. Yep. Someone gets on the phone at 131060 and tells us what they think the song is. Chelsea from Chisholm is that person this morning. How are you, Chelsea? Hello. Are you beside yourself with excitement to have the return of Kazoo? Oh, absolutely. Yep, fantastic, Chelsea. You think it's gone away too long or just the right amount of time? Absolutely. I think your boss has the wrong idea there. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, That's on record, Chelsea. Thank you very much. That that wasn't us that said that. We very much appreciate that. All right. uh, Can we just get you quickly now to repeat the song for Chelsea one more time? Should I do the chorus before the chorus? No, just do do what you did last time. The very end part. Here we go. Let's go. Chelsea, the time has come for you. It's all on you now, unfortunately. If you get this wrong, it might ruin the segment. So, Chelsea, what do you think the song Ned was just playing through the kazoo was? Harry Styles, late night talking. Mm, you've done it. Very, very good, Chelsea. You're off to the, uh, baseball. It is happening this weekend at Narrabunda Ballpark. Congratulations, Chelsea. Thank you. Thank no, you. thank you on thank so you. many different levels, but mainly for endorsing the return of Kazoo. It I'm has very Chelsea's excited. Of approval. That's it all we need. It has returned. We do more Kazoo. Now, Ned, yes. uh, paying attention, please, because this one's big for you. I'm uh, excited. There's a lot of houseplants in your apartment. Uh, yeah, there's four. There's four. And the apartment, I will say, is not the biggest. It's not a palatial manor. You make it sound like they're overrun, which, honestly, that would be the dream. I would I think, love for that to happen. I think the kitchen happen. area has a lot of greenery. The kitchen area, uh, well, I mean... For Isn't s- that where they... Well, the last time I was there, they are all in the sink. So Yeah, because well, they were being watered. Okay, so that's- They have a little spa day, all my plants, where I put them in the sink and then just, like put some water over them, they get to sit in the sun, they radiate. This is how I keep them alive. Yeah, okay. So this conversation, if you've got a friend who's a millennial, you'll hear, you've probably heard this conversation before, this exact conversation about treating plants like they're children. Um, I'm just keeping them alive. No, I love it. And I'm actually... Yeah, no, I do. I really do. But I just... The thing that I think here is that you don't do this. You're really good with it. And you actually help other people keep their plants alive. But there are a certain genre of houseplant-owning individuals that look down on others that don't have house plants mm. and almost oh oh but they're just so great and they and then if you if you get one and it dies they like shame you almost yeah. like it's I don't like that segment of house plant owners yeah and I don't cuz I you don't do that cuz I am still amazed that I've been able to keep yes. mine alive I try not to judge anyone because I'm like I'm a week away from where you're at yeah, right now yep yeah, yep yeah, yeah. so if they just died tomorrow I'd be like yep fair enough I guess the thing that I've always thought though with all the shaming of house plants and all the uh, overabundance of them in general yeah. is what do they do like, what yeah. do they actually do? Because every time I go to someone's house who has uh, uh, house plants, they also have like little aphids, like little weird insects that just yeah. seem to be everywhere. I meant to get like, ladybugs to eat like, those. I feel apparently. like if I if you don't have the house plants, you don't have that. Yes. Like in my mind, that's what I think to myself. I'm like, I don't have them in my house. You know what else I don't have? Bunch of house plants just around the joint. I will say one of my house plants has a spider in it that I've never been able to locate, but there's always webs on it. So I think we're just kind of living in cahoots of like, yep. you know, I don't see you. 
you stay alive. I imagine it sees you. You're yeah. a giant. So no, that's fine, yeah. eh? no, that's from my perspective. If, as long as I don't see you, you can stay alive. But if I do see you, unfortunately, that will be sort of it for you. you don't spray the mortine directly onto the house plant. No, God, like, no, yeah, no, 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 no. There'll be an um, evacuation. Great news. In the world of people who are a little bit cynical like me, a uh, houseplant that's been genetically modified yeah. to clean the air so well. Apparently, it does a job better than, you know, your, your normal stock standard air purifiers. This oh, one wow. houseplant is like 30 of them. God, that's so incredible. 30 times more effective than an air purifier is this houseplant. I really like that. Uh, if you had if you had four of them in your house, you would walk into you your apartment. Be you know how like when you when you have like a a, a mint or brush your teeth yeah. and then breathe really cold air. Yeah, like a that's, fisherman's friend. That's what your house would be like all the time. <laughs> You'd walk in and be yeah. like, "This is the purest air I've ever smelled in my life." You Good know when God. some people are like, "Oh, should I take my shoes off at the front door?" Be like, "Take your shoes off." And they're also we're going to have to go through an acclimatizing uh, yep. re- resume uh, where essentially the, we have to go through the same thing that it takes to go up Everest. Uh, the great news: slowly acclimatize to my apartment. While this is is great news for the world of pure air. The problem here is for us, it's probably about three years too late because if every hospital on earth had three of these plants, we wouldn't have needed ventilators. <laughs> I, re- I think it could have solved a lot of problems. <laughs> Josh, Antiques Roadshow, I love it. I really do enjoy it. Um, I just enjoy just nah. the old stuff that you think is worth absolutely nothing and then someone's like, ma'am, please have a seat. You've this got- is worth $4 billion. Ma'am, have a seat. You're going to need to tell us how you got this. It's worth that much <laughs> yeah, money. You're yeah. going to the clink. Yeah, you've unfortunately have the Mona Lisa here this morning, love, so you've absolutely stolen this one. Mike, producer Mike, yeah. is troubled to a level that yeah, I can't yeah. explain by these uh, attempts at British accents. Attempts? They, yeah, no, they were attempts. I think they would... Mike, well, I can, think you, we can you just them. jump on the microphone for a second? Yeah. What, was, yeah. what was the face you were just doing then? The first the one face- was over the top. The second one, I think it was good. The face is how I'm going to explain it to the boss, how this stays yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Right. Good point. All right, yeah, sit back down, Mike. Thank you very much. <laughs> Turn your microphone off. That's enough of that. The thing I do enjoy about yep. uh, Antiques Roadshow is that they are all antiques. It's just like, here's an old vase. Here's yeah. a, a cane. Mm-hmm. Here is a, a bit of tapestry that has existed for and a, and a lot of the 400 time, years. A lot of the time they'll go, oh, and this cane actually belonged to the seventh Duchess of Yorkshire, yeah. and this is worth $400 yeah. million. Exactly right. Like, that's a, is, was this that better, was, Mike? Yeah, yeah, Mike's nodding. That was like, better. This yeah, is good. the first ever watch. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite expensive. Uh, these are all antiques, though. I can get on board with them this since they are old. This is your acceptance letter to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, this is actually worth 15 points to Gryffindor. <laughs> anyway, can I get to the bloody story? It really was your choice to do any know, of this, quite I know, frankly. I know. I'm not for myself to play. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. a lady has, has rocked up in the line. She's waited yeah. for hours probably. Yeah. I don't know where she's hid this stuff, but she's gotten to the front of the line and she's like, look at this. It's Jack Nicholson's suit and Michael Keaton's cow from the Batman movies. From 1989's Batman. 1989's Batman. It's his cow and his belt that he used in the movie and then Jack Nicholson's suit as well. So if you were born in 1989, you turned 33 this year, didn't yes. you? Yes. And we're calling that an antique. Apparently so, according to these oh, people. Oh, God. They didn't, break a, they didn't break their stride at all. They were like, oh my God, this is incredible. It's so distinctive. Oh. It's so iconic. Yeah, it's so distinctive because oh, it happened got, 30 wait, years yeah, ago. Got to start. We've, got, we've got to be talking about this being an antique in, in the context that it's it's special. It's unique. It's like a... 
it's not an antique as in it's the, well, the dictionary definition of antique. This is not an antiques roadshow because they value things. But I think you... So t- you'd want to go and get it valued. You'd I take think you take regular valuer. crap to like porn stars or whatever or like one of those like the... Whatever those movie, uh, TV shows oh, are. You haven't seen that show. You're so confused right now. Yeah, P-A-W-N. The thing here is you're surely just using antiques roadshow as expert valuers, not... This is actually but an antique. They're only expert values in antiques. I think they're trying to say that this is an antique. This thing that came out 30, years. three years ago is an antique. So if you're going to work today, God, the belt. Jack were... Nicholson's still alive. He, they're all still they're alive. They're all still alive. The people who made Alfred the costumes. Isn't. Yeah, well, that's, that's sad. Neither is Commissioner Gordon from that movie. But... Jesus, what have you done? Yeah. Why have you made this so sad? I just to prove that I know more about Batman than you. That was yeah. very important Let's go to back me to in the that Bruce moment. Yeah. <laughs> that was the Ned and Josh Ned and Josh podcast. podcast. If you or someone in your family has been injured at work, visit meja.com.au. Hit 104.7.